Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. You know, it's hard to believe that inflation is still a thing, but boy, it sure is. And that's exactly why Mint Mobile still gives you premium wireless for just $15 a month. Well, it's also because we have that offer printed on, like, a million t-shirts, but it's mostly the inflation thing. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 55 of An Earful Podcast with me, Matty Ashton. Uh, me, Matt Lum. On this episode, we have Claire and Jake of the band All Ears of Vow. Yes, and it is a chunky chat. Chunky it's- chat. Uh, just to clarify, we already know him from um, from previous shows, uh, from Mark's Bloods. So it's been good to catch up with him, but we'll get all into that as well. We also talk about the return of live shows and the experience of playing a show throughout the uh, pandemic. We talk about the power of bad reviews and just the overall power of streaming. We talk about the new single and the new imagery and horror and pet peeves as always. So it's quite a funny pet peeves that. section this time. Oh, it's it? good. It is. <laughs> it's good. Oh, one, yeah. one good point in general that we all get pissed off for, but yeah, you'll have to get to the uh, towards the end of the episode if you want to hear that. I'm trying to think of a pun relating to it, but I'm not going to bother. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Okay, um, so I thought it would be worth mentioning, as we just brought it up before, how long it was since we like played a show together. Funny enough, today is three years ago today. No way. Legit. Blew my mind what? when he told me that. <laughs> did you plan yeah, this? It was. I did. No, absolutely not. I've literally, as, whilst we're just like going over notes before, we were like, you guys jumped on, I just like quickly popped on Facebook and the pictures from the show popped up. That's brilliant. What are the chance? And yeah, I've been stuck in traffic, and I remember specifically it being so warm, like we're even wearing like flip flops and stuff. Yeah. Like the first, I remember walking in the venues, like the first person something someone said to me was, "You're wearing flip flops," and I was like, "Great." <laughs> <laughs> flip flop shaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt's like like Rain Man when it comes to like knowing like you know like past band stuff because like he, he he just comes out with all sorts. Of, like he could probably tell you what I wore on my first gig or like my second gig. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, right. I was hoping to pull out some information about Matt, but I can I can't remember. <laughs> remember your bass player wearing a stripy shirt? That was me. That yeah. One. <laughs> the white striped shirt yeah wait so who was this supporting then so it was we signal fire was it yeah that's yeah. It. yeah that's it that was it that was that was a hard thought I had to give that <laughs> yeah yeah what was the yeah it was what was the lineup crazy. so it was us so it was Ox Bloods and then it was you guys and yeah. then it was uh, we signal fire if I'm right I feel like there was another support I do too, but I just can't remember who it is. There was, there was an opener. There was an opener. I feel like they were a three-piece. Was he not the opener? He had a um, uh, damn it. What's the um the bass rig? 
that's like ways fucking uh, bare faced audio. Bare faced audio, Cab, um, you're right. And yeah. Joe was gushing about it because Joe is always wanting <laughs> one to try Joe one. Always up and go, look, it weighs nothing. I was like, you can't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well remembered. Yeah. But see, look, I can remember those specifics. I remember you were playing a PRS and Chris was playing, yeah. I think. Uh, he was playing Fender's Telecaster. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. see? Look, and, uh, yeah. No, Samsung TV, mate. No. Um, <laughs> I remember yeah. it was definitely Yeah. Yeah. That's My memory is awful. And burgers downstairs. Did we? Yeah. Forget, I don't how can you forget a burger <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, yeah that's crazy that it's three years to the day mental I absolutely love Death Institute because of how quirky it is however that stage is so fucking small yeah. and tall but yeah it's tall, small yeah. And tall. Yeah. yeah it's like so high but like you're all like this because of like everyone being like chucking all the gear on the same stage. It's like whoever's the first band, you're fucked. You're not moving. You're like you're staying yeah. put unless you've got a wireless and you want to put like your gear on the floor. That's the only <laughs> way you're moving. Yeah, man. Yeah. We would have been using a rack though. We wouldn't be using No. Alan. We've got um so we yeah, we were using campers, you're right, but they were separate like heads. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. we've got like a production rack that's 14U. Yeah, something like that. Fuck. I only I that because we've been discussing it's getting not even it around. Actually, that big is it? Like fourteen mm. but it's like one of those ones where it's um, shock mounted, like shock mounted. Um, so it's got all this padding around yeah. it, and it literally is yeah. like it feels like it's as tall as me. It's not, so I'm quite sure, but it I can like lean on huge. it quite comfortably. I'm six yeah. foot two, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we dubbed it Alan Rigman as well, and it's um, it's. <laughs> It's obnoxiously <laughs> awesome. Yeah. To be fair, imagine that loading up all those stairs with it. I'm oh, glad yeah, we did that. That would have been it. another one that would have been <clears> a <throat> pain in the ass. I swear to God, since we got it, I feel like our upstairs and downstairs shows have increased by about 300%. It's all been like old blue last, um, <laughs> Sin City, Swansea. Everything that's up one of those metal jaggy. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> God. Yeah, there's a photo of old blue last of me and Joe carrying it outside of his head. <laughs> I can't even, Are you looking? I feel sorry for that guy. Oh wait, that's me. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, Academy Free has that as well. I remember it was like playing a couple oh, gigs there, and oh, you get like we were getting rust off stage, and like as soon as you're taking your gear down, it's like literally like you said, it's them like metal stirs that are just really steep, and you're trying to carry your foot like you know what I mean. You fall by ten cabs down there, and it's just yeah, it's not good. Or an eight or by an eight by ten, if yeah. Yeah, eight by ten, which is great. That it's got wheels on it that doesn't accommodate for anything that isn't flat. <laughs> like, great! This is brilliant. If the, you know the loading yeah. is completely flat with no bumps. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. daft. I feel like it is. It, like for a smaller band, though, it's like character building is them little things you have to overcome. You yeah. have to say you've done it. It's like a take list in it, really. Yeah. That's how you, you wear off the Weatherspoons that you eat on tour in the McDonald's. Stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but do reps with it, the cases. Yet, not yet. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, with your arm pad, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be surprised. There's a lot of bands that like, who still do that. Like, I remember watching, um, we saw Wheatus, didn't we? And we, and, yeah. and we bumped into the guys from Wheatus, and the, the singer was just unloading his van and just lugging all this stuff upstairs and that obviously you'd expect 
them to maybe have someone doing it for them. But like fair play to them, they were still like they were still grafting and yeah, unloading it all. How much they're getting paid and what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, equally, it just makes me feel sad. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It can. It's surprising. Can't even have road crew. (laughs) (laughs) What's the point? Let's yeah. all go home. Oh, wait, we're already home, so it's fine. <laughs> Let's stay here. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How small, like, those crews can be, like, when you think, when, you know, you're looking at it as a kid when you're younger, and, like, all these people, and then you get older, and you play with, like, these sort of bands and bigger bands and stuff, and you realise, like, two people, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I think it's just, like, it's obviously, like, um it's the realism isn't it really of like longevity in terms of like music career like some with some bands like that it's like there is a full circle moment like they've gone to having crew who deals with the with their shit and it's kind of like gone back to the now doing it independently again it's a strange scenario yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i think i guess with a lot of bands as well it's one of those things where where the money unfortunately is getting less and less if you can cut that corner, unfortunately, you would. You know, if you're if you're the sort of band that you use a simple backline and maybe one guitar for a set or whatever, why would you yeah. have three guitar techs when you could have one backline tech? From a well, money yeah. size, unfortunately, I think. Well, it's logistics, isn't it? Obviously, it's, it's as well a sign of the times where there's not money being pumped into a, into the industry as it, there was. Yeah, exactly, man. Like the cut you get from a CD in comparison to a stream is astro- astronomical. It's fucking terrifying, the difference between it. Purely on Teenage Dirtbag. Because did they have another? There was They did like a cover of a song called Respect, not the... Yeah. 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 Little Respect. Wait, what? Erasure cover, wasn't it? Yeah, Little Respect. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. yeah. And that, like, I don't remember them right. ever doing anything else. Like, so I feel like they must just be living off of Teenage Dirtbag. And obviously with it, everything be switching to streams, like... Yeah. yeah, it's really sad. They certainly, I remember they did, um, I feel like they might have done one of the smaller venues in Swindon, like either the Vic or Level 3. I think they came to Swindon. I remember them. Um, do you remember, oh God, what was the <sighs> Area 51? Yes. Yeah, it changed its name. Uh, yes, it did. Stratton Live? Stratton Live, that's Stratton it. Stratton Live. Oh, did they? Ago. I remember that. I don't remember them playing the other ones, but they might have done but... Funnily enough, I watched them the year after we played with you guys, so that'll be 2019, mm-hmm. um, in Wigan. Which was fucking like, what? <laughs> I sort of, yeah, I sort of smirked. But like, uh, I have no preconception of like how big Wigan is or anything. Or <laughs> I sort yeah, of it seemed to get Nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> no special, that's the, that's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, like it's a speck of dust of Wigan in comparison to Manchester. Sure, man. Yeah, but the same with Swindon, though. To be fair, because so we are where we lived. We're sandwiched between Bristol, between Bath, between Oxford. Not that far from Reading. Not that far from London. So never get like big fans stop here because you know you're doing even like a 20 day tour what's the point is it well because i mean even like uh, getting off the subject a little bit here you look at our town center it's like just going so downhill costas and, and greg's everything <laughs> so willing to drive up 
40 minutes mm. up the road to Cabot Circus in Bristol. Why would why would you pump money into it? Pump yeah, money into it, and it's the same with music. Why would bands come here on the yeah. tours? Like, I mean, we don't even do it. <laughs> no, no. We play it like once a year, if that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just there's the rest of the country. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing, though. Equally, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. So I was going to ask you that then, like, so is the, like the music scene in Swindon, like, do you obviously just tend to sort of go towards like maybe going to London and just try to sort of get involved more in that music scene or, or Bristol instead? It's a funny yeah. one with Swindon. There is like a real community and there are like a good bunch of people that support it and stuff. Yeah. We were blessed, and I mean, you could probably talk about this more, because I'm old, is that what you're uh, Yeah, saying? you know, I was being with it. I was like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Because you're what? Digging a hole. You're why 17 year olds. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, hey, carry on, carry on. <laughs> and people kind of got lazy, and we had three really, three, four really strong venues, Rift Bar. 12 bar. 12 bar. And it was great. And, you know, but I think people just got lazy and took it all for granted. And then places sort of shut down. And we, it was like we lost two or, or three venues sort of within the space of a year. It was like, that's insane. Gone. Like, there's this big thing called like the Swindon Shuffle. And like, it's all the venues and like different pubs and stuff do like a festival throughout Swindon. And I remember being like 12, 13 and like to get to a show at the shuffle you had to queue for it otherwise because they were free entry you weren't getting in right it was like it suddenly turned to like 20 20 right, people also, it was <laughs> happening in good venues as well and i'm not like by any means knocking the shuffle it's absolutely brilliant and if you're from swindon go to it this year i think it's on mm. september isn't it yeah it is yeah um, but it went from being at these brilliant venues to being in pubs yeah yeah rather than like the music venues yeah which is still great you have a good time but like, it, it but went from being like it's just changed, you know. It's just the like icon this, of yeah. the year yeah. to suddenly oh shuffles on, mm. you know. Yeah, right. Weird man. That's insane. It's I think it's it's quite a reoccurring trend with a lot of hometowns where we've had it with Wigan, where it's essentially there's not much of a scene that's going on. I think there's like some sort of like growth going on with it now, but it's more of like indie bands than what it was like an alternative scene. So when it came to Oxblood's gigging a couple of years back, there was us and a couple of others that we could kind of jump onto shows with. The rest we didn't fit in with. But there wasn't yeah. like, oh, you, your, your bands go together as such. Of course. So it was like one, like there's guys that we knew in yesteryears where it was like we'd jump on them because like we kind of fitted, but they were more like pop punk than we was like alternative. So it was kind of just making the most of what was left of that scene. Sure. Yeah, I'd say that's that's one of the things with Swindon as well is that it like when I when I was a kid and I used to get the bus all the, all the way into Swindon because I'm not actually from Swindon, um, but it was like, I don't know, but, took me two buses and probably about two hours to get here mm. but it was still the nearest town that put on gigs and stuff it was all about ska punk back then sure, cool. pop punk and right punk yeah right um and it was amazing and then it i feel like it sort of changed to metal yeah um and then that's like, when that, i got into the scene it was yeah, all metal and bands. that sort of like died yeah so about like 2013 2014-ish <laughs> <laughs> Um, because that's how, how I relate to in terms of that scene is being like when Ask Alexandra came like the thing 
Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm talking quite a long time before that. I'm talking like. Oh, fair. <laughs> I'm. I'm 33. Um, so I'm talking like 2005. 2005 when it was like right. and stuff and like, I was in year five. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then it went, it went sort of like through those kind of like things. I guess like I don't really feel like even though emo was like a huge thing like nationwide worldwide kind of thing i don't feel like that was ever really a thing in swindon mm. it sort of like went through metal and then that all just sort of died and it turned to indie and but it was like indie ever since like, it was like metal metal it wasn't like metal, like you say asking alexandria it wasn't like metal core there were like two or three metal core bands but it was like ever hear a band called uh the deadly waiting um i've heard the name i can't say i can remember it. yeah won a Kerrang award didn't they yeah. for like best yeah. right. and things like that they did really well um and then there was like eternal lord um, um what was pedder's old band uh i was thinking about like uh as winter burns white no <clears throat> that was a metalcore band though right if not if not it should be <laughs> sounds like a metalcore band <laughs> yeah. it was like, it's a bit like august burns red but not quite yeah might be right yeah um, Prometheus, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which is our base, base, our old, base band. Guys, old band. He had yeah. hair knocked down to his waist, and um, I yeah. didn't realise that was him. Sort of until I like started playing with you, like. And we showed, look at what Joe used to look like. <laughs> like I remember that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. everyone went through that phase. Like yeah. I remember, he's like, "Oh, I love my guitar, like Billy Joe Armstrong." I have it like so low. Stop it was, like, I Can't play anything, yeah. and I probably got cancelled now. Yeah. Swag over practicality. Yeah, <laughs> I look cool. It's been a huge thing. Like they even have like a term for it around here called swindy. <clears throat> the swindy scene. Swindy. Bands around here that have like really killed it and like played it like truck festival. And... Is that you know that this feeling scene? Uh, yeah. Have you heard of this feeling? No, not too sure. Again, I know the name, but not this. <laughs> Do a stage at uh, truck. Yeah, they do right. Have- yeah, why not? Why, why not? I f- like we've never done anything with them, so I could be talking pretty rubbish. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, I think they're like a production company right. that and then put on like tours and stuff. But like, yeah, yeah, came through through them. I remember them being yeah, a big thing. Right. But like, quite a few of our indie bands got on with that and then got to do Isle of Wight. Why nice. not truck? Mm. Those sort of festivals. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Again, it's a weird one because we're so close to Bristol. And then again, a lot of our younger kids sort of go to yeah. like BIM in Bristol or whatever and stuff. And then they become like Swindon, Bristol indie bands and do really well. So obviously Bristol is amazing yeah. for live music. I guess it's the same with you. Like how close so, is Wigan to Manchester? Though? Half an hour, so 40 minute drive. Yeah. yeah. That's sure. where we, that's our goal to. If we're playing right. gigs, like again, we probably play Wigan like every blue moon. Um, and yeah, it's just mostly Manchester, yeah. right? And surrounding areas. I thought yeah. you guys were from Manchester, yeah, yeah. I did as well, actually. Yeah, but then we got to the point where we was like the Oxford show, we was like, um, we were doing too many Manchester shows because you had loads of good support. So I remember it was like it was like a big touring band and you lot supporting them. I remember the time we met you, I can't remember who it was. Uh, we had Dream State. And we had Fakovi as well. Right, yeah, yeah, cool, man. And Fakovi was like, last minute we got told on the day, do you want it? Sick. Oh, wow. 
So I was like, I was like, I was working at O2 at that point, and I was, I was in the middle of my shift. They got a text off this like random number. I was like, "Fuck is this?" <laughs> and I rang it back. It was like, "Hi, it's such a certain person from Live Nation." I was like, "All right, okay." <laughs> That's yeah. Awesome, though, that show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, I yeah. I adore like, that band. So uh, good, and they're so nice as well. Yeah. They um actually Hamish, their guitar player. Our Facebook got hacked last oh, yeah. year. I forget that he's the one that like saved and he, with that. Someone like tagged him in like my post of like asking for advice or complaining about it or whatever. Um, we'll, we'll go into the story of what happened in a minute. But someone tagged it and he DM'd me and it gave me this information and helped us. And like I was a fan of his band anyway. So I'm like, this is weird. A dude that I like, I love his band is helping us. <laughs> anyway, thanks for helping. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> let me repay you by doing <laughs> yeah. you for free. Nice. So yeah, we got hacked last year. Yeah. Um, that was my fault. Um, oh no! An idiot. Um, basically, I got like a <sighs> notification that said, um, "What did it say?" It was one of those pages that share your band page, and it says your account has been pulled down for mm-hmm. yes, yeah. them, whatever. We've- we get that, but we get it for not Oxplus, but our band before it, because we've used we've not used it in such a long time. We keep getting these things of your account, this page is going to be deleted. Yeah. Sure. That's essentially what happened. And I panicked. Because, yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually messaged our band chat saying, like, has anyone else got this notification? And what shall I do? <clears throat> like panicking mm. a little bit and you guys this isn't me shirking responsibility but like in my state of panic it was just like you guys didn't reply just like 30 seconds yeah ago. yeah and in that 30 seconds i was like fuck press the button oh no and, um yeah i they, remember specifically just being on a dog walk yeah getting my phone out and having like 30 notifications <laughs> like what is this yeah and, um, <laughs> <Sit>. <laughs> so they, they hacked me um and i got my personal page shut down um and they got into our facebook page um there's some vietnamese people and they made like they hid our page yeah except for vietnam and they made roughly about 100 people um admins on our page and they just changed everything and started advertising on our page but it was like live streaming um, constantly. constantly like selling socks and fake um, merch and like baby clothes oh and my god clothes and <laughs> yeah. and, like, all kinds of stuff but i didn't know this was happening because yeah. they booted the guys off of admin so Fuck. anything i'd been booted off of admin and, and also i'd lost my facebook page anyway so it'd been shut down so obviously i went through all the um procedures and everything to get it back and it took an entire month for me to get my personal page back and once I had my personal page back, um, I had, because I was the creator of the page, I was still on there technically as an admin, mm. but with like restricted they rights. They changed, yeah, your level of... They changed oh, my rights. Delete me because I created the page. So once I had my Facebook page back, um, my uh, yeah, my personal one, I kept getting all these notifications saying, all these of is going live right now. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is happening? Like, Oh my god. What? Selling baby socks. <laughs> <laughs> what what the fuck? Um, our followers went up by literally like about 16,000. 
Well, All they, Vietnamese people that we can't get rid of. And they spent stupid amounts on Facebook marketing. Yeah. Like thousands. Like I'm I think I remember it being like 13k yeah. or something. And I like spent when we got the account back, like my heart was like, please don't get to the end of this month and get an, a PayPal email saying, yeah, we've yeah. taken 13,000 oh, pounds. Shit. Whatever. But the same thing happened with the COVID. So yeah. Hamish was like, right, this is what you need to do. You need to email this person. There's all one of those help desk systems that you sort of contact us and you get response. And he was like, here's the email that helped us, et cetera. Um, it, was a, it was an absolute nightmare because the thing is, like, because they'd hacked my personal account, it was technically it was me that booted the guys off and added all of these other people. So Facebook were just like, "Yeah, but you did that," and I was like, "But I didn't." <laughs> you need to sort out your personal problems with yeah. your friend. <laughs> yeah, She's so unreasonable. Bad. She booted us off and changed country. <laughs> yeah. And now she sells socks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, testimony to them. They were putting up so many live streams. They were putting out content. You know, we need to work harder because they were doing like, it felt like every 10 minutes. I feel yeah, like a whole, yeah. like, two days, it was just all the deleting stuff, deleting DMs and so yeah. much stuff. Exactly. It turns out the hackers are the top tier of content creators. It's not YouTubers. It's these Vietnamese <laughs> hackers. But as Claire said, we still, we get these people like our posts, which is hilarious. And comment <sighs> on, like that. Um and there was yeah. one the other week. We, we do put, a tour in Vietnam now, don't we? I think. <laughs> That's we insane. <laughs> but I remember we put like, we did some new t-shirts for not the single that's just come out, the one before. And like loads of them, like it felt reacted to this post. It was like, they just love merch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just love like, clothes. <laughs> yes, I love clothes. Heart react, you know? <laughs> you, you, you'd think with that 13K they spent on like advertising, they could have just made their own page and like... You took off you? from there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Still had our profile picture and cover photo, didn't they? Yeah, they could. There were certain things that they couldn't delete yeah. for whatever reason. Very weird. Um, very, very weird. I think weird. it was something to do with us having a verified page. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I remember that now. You know, and already having a few thousand followers and stuff. That's like insane. That. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. So it was like the only part of being in a band people could do last year. We even lost that bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Yeah, it's very, it sucked. But you you always, like Mike said then, you do wonder what's the gain? Like, what do they gain from doing that? No idea. It's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. And you know, know, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like that that 13 grand in Facebook ads for a month, you know, whose accounts were paying for that? Were they like, well, yeah, probably. Yeah, because that was crazy money. Obviously, I was absolutely shitting myself that it was me paying for it. Yeah, of course. Add 13 grand. (laughs) Take my 30 quid. See what I care. (laughs) My Facebook business ad account, whatever it's called, or whatever, the band, and saw like 30k. I think I would have like just killed myself. (laughs) It is funny, like, going it now because it's a. This is, I've ruined. It gives you that, like, line (laughs) graph, and it's like. Yeah, we got spenny in August of Can you imagine? 2020. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it was yeah, so that happened. <laughs> so advice to all bands, please do not click on a thing saying no. your page is about to be deleted. <laughs> Don't panic. Unless you are spreading hate speech, yeah. then you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the clause on it. <laughs> that's the only yeah. thing. 
So Man. you guys have been playing on Krang Radio tonight, aren't you? Last yesterday. night. Yesterday. So it was last, last night, night. Yeah. right? So that's on me. <laughs> so so how, how was that then? So that was with Asleep the Wheel? Yeah, man. Yeah, and it was very cool. I um, I stayed up, made sure you... I mean, did you stay up? Did you guys stay up there late? I was asleep. I don't blame you. <laughs> Not at the wheel. In my um, bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that was really cool. It's always really, really cool. Um, One thing that did tickle me a bit, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, that no. he tagged, he said, like, I'm playing all these bands, and then he tagged a different band. Oh, one. no. It was a band called Wilder, I think, which, I mean, you know, is... Is that Zoe Mead's band? Wilder? Maybe. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, but he tagged this band, and the band responded saying, wrong fucking band, mate. And <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was like... We're going to play on Alex Bacon tonight, listen to it, and then the other band got playing. They're like, oh... <laughs> So that, that's what I'm tweeting. I remember when our old band got played in Krang Radio and we're like, oh my God, we've been played in Krang Radio. Holy fucking shit. It's like, you've been played from this time. Yeah. Now, I didn't take into consideration that we were going to be the last song on that show. Right. So we're getting the like... We were... Okay. So the show is Alex Baker's Fresh Club, which is 10 yeah. p- I think to 12, and it's two hours. Yeah. It was, I like to go, about, go to bed about 11, half 11, and it was within that. So it was sort of mid-show. I was quite happy with that. Oh, I was safe then. I was all right. Yeah, I was asleep. <laughs> I actually got stress of it, like, of waiting for it. And then, like, I'm just, I'm really bad at reading reviews or anything. It'll get and posted like, into our group chat, like, and you were like, me? I don't want to know. Yeah. Anyone vet like, this? Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's a pile of trash that I'm going to play next. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you play it if that's? I can't get over. I can't get past that. And I'm like, I can't handle. Could you imagine if he calls our music trash? I just can't. Handle Coming it. up next, this is a joke. <laughs> 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 what he said? No. Yeah. no. Oh my god. Why that would ever happen? It would never happen, would it? It's just like. <laughs> I hate radio. I hate you all, and this is how I'm going to punish you. So here's this song. <laughs> <laughs> quite like don't listen to my music don't like don't tell me anything about it with our with our press agent or like even like when we get stuff through on twitter and stuff you usually get that before we get a report from our press agent like like rock sounds mm. you usually you'll pick it up first and you'll drop it in the chat and you'll like somebody look at this and just tell me i can click on it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great Especially- I'm usually the same with that when it comes to gig reviews. Like, as soon as we get a gig review, I'm like... It's awful, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes. Don't, don't want to look at it. You've got to expect the worst, and then and then if it's good, then then it's even better, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we, we, this isn't a gig review, but we actually have some friends that got reviewed in Kerrang! Um, <laughs> and so, and in Kerrang! magazine as well, so like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, like, getting the probably running to to a supermarket, open it up, having a look, and it they were like it was w- like one out of five. Days. Oh my god! And they ripped and it I, apart. Watching this, I'm sorry for bringing it up. I won't mention who who the band is, yeah. but the last line of it was like um, something like, "If you're into generic pop punk, punk, then maybe this is for you." 
otherwise swerve. swerve. Oh shit! Oh my god! Can you imagine? It would. I mean, oh, it would. Me. Like a straight up good, well produced pop punk record, but it was sort of slated that why the fact that a band from Swindon would be writing songs about California or something. Yeah, I it? think it was yeah. like in Florida or something. Yeah. That wasn't it. I can't remember, but um, yeah, it just. Uh, but gig reviews. <laughs> um, again, I um, I was working with a band as a guitar tech, and they got reviewed back, and they were reading it in their van. I'm not going to name them either, but the review literally slated how the singer was too fat for his t-shirt effectively that's all it said what what you know nothing about it and they're an incredible band but nothing to do with the music yeah well it's like uh, we played it 2003 we got actually really good reviews didn't we yeah thankfully Um, but one of them I do remember said something about us looking like we were going to a family barbecue (laughs) yeah Do like loud Hawaiian shirts and stuff, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Like, exactly. You know, I, I, re- I remember there was a band that um, my mate was working with, um, and they, they got label interest essentially, um, but they wouldn't sign him until the guitarist lost weight. Like, in it. How, how bad's that? <laughs> like, shows how shallow that the industry can be sometimes. And no, I get what you mean. Whatever, I just like you hear about things like that when it's like the front, the main person. Like, yeah, yeah. I always mad. think that everyone else in the band doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, <laughs> to wait and stuff. But shit, that's, that's what, what, was it like? Not that this makes it any better, but was said person massively overweight compared to the others? Or uh, not, do you know what I mean? To not my the- knowledge, not really. Like right. I, I don't. It wasn't like a big issue. Or anything like that. I, it's just what they went was like. We, we would sign you because you sound great. However, we won't until you're in better shape. Poor dude. Like, so, so yeah, and he was like on this strict diet, from what I knew. Like afterwards, because of this, it's like, what the fuck? Oh god, so fickle. <clears throat> if you're watching this, dude, ignore it. That's yeah, hot. It's fucking horrible. Can you imagine getting that email back and all your bandmates being like, oh, we're, we're probably going to get signed and have a look and like, oh, we can't because you're fat. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking <laughs> mad, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's so bad, isn't it? <laughs> like, That's so tough, dude. But the question is, though, how, why is it mad? Because you've got like bands like, obviously, Slipknot and you've got Sleep Token where it's you don't know what they look like. Yeah. Mm. It's an aesthetic. It's not an actual... But you you don't know what that band looks like, so why does it matter? Yeah, plus, modern times as well. We're past that now. I'd like to. Yeah, think. you'd think so, wouldn't you? You'd think mental, man. That's truly mental. I do think like there's, there's certain aspects to like like we said with reviewing, where I think people have think they have too much power over what they can and can't say. Hmm. Keyboard warriors. Well, yeah, there is that. What we got? Some, we got some bad ones. We, we got slated. Mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> because we was on like the same bill as like I think it was when we supported Marmosets with uh, Trapped oh, in Autumn. It was that was one, and then yeah. we got one where we did Dream State, yeah. and we got it said instantly forgettable. Oh, <laughs> that's dung as fuck. <laughs> and what was the worst? He went indie band from Manchester. Like, how the 
fuck are we in? Oh, far we from it. We play drop B. Like, how are we in? <laughs> Jeez, that's so cutting. Yeah. People are horrible. We, you know, I have these conversations. It's like all of that stuff. It's even like a dislike on a YouTube video. You know, you put yeah. something up to so you're like, what did, what annoyed you about this that much for you to be like, nope. You know what I mean? Just fucking skip on. Just, just you know what I mean? All you need to do is just click on the homepage and you're off it. Like, Literally. Yeah. It's really bad. Like, the way people, like, I don't know. Like, because no, no, it's so rare that people are like it actually, like, basically. Yeah, face, none of it. it. It's just none there's something it. about the internet and social media and this hiding behind your damn keyboard of, like, I can say anything. I don't know how people detach themselves. Like, like from the empathy yeah yeah another person on the other end of that but even like band aside like my job i do customer service stuff right and we'll i'll email someone and it'll be really difficult and you speak to them on like a video call or a phone call and they're really nice uh, yeah trying to get you to get yeah that's you true know, give them what they want if you yeah mean, but it's still like, the keyboard yeah, confidence really versus face to face. Yeah, there, there, there shouldn't be like. Yeah, man. What's the thing into like I always say as well. Like I don't see the point in the whole thumbs up, thumbs down on YouTube. Yeah, no. agreed, man. Like, could you could you imagine the power of what it would be if that that feature was like say on Spotify or something yeah. like that? Like had terrifying how much power that would have over what yeah. people would listen to or not listen to. Spotify has too much power anyway, doesn't it? Like every it's terrifying. The whole yeah. industry. Yeah, it's everything. Do I want to book you for this gig? Let's see how many fans you've got on Spotify or whatever, how many monthly listeners you've got. No, doesn't matter if you're good or whatever. Like we've yeah, we've like, had on all dayers, we've been yeah. told before that slots have changed over Spotify listeners. That's crazy, you're, isn't it? You book for something and you get billed for something else. You're like, what's this about? And you're like, you Spotify numbers. And you're like, what? Yeah, like, it's insane. It's fucking yeah. insane. Imagine like, the days like back back when like said I don't know, is it like Queen or whatever when they they were getting put on gigs just for the way they sounded. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you couldn't go and look at like Spotify listeners or anything like that. It was if you were good, you'd get a good support slot or you'd get you know what I mean you'd get gigs where the, it's it's mad in it. Like they just go off like stats and everything online and don't even they probably don't even li- listen to your music half the time. They probably just look at that and yeah. How you look, yeah, and your marketing, yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, they're, they're good-looking people, and people like them. Oh, and they play music too. It's like yeah. point three of the the tick list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, I mean, when there's like so so many negative comments, I remember like when we we did that show with Dream State, like we was like top of the world, like it was like thinking this is great. Like we played a solo that show with Definitely Shoot. You're still in the same, same fucking cramp stage, but it was fine. And then we, we saw that afterwards. And I remember that like really affecting my mentality for like a good few weeks after that. Cause it was like, well, if they're considering what we've put our work into for the past year, instantly forgettable, then yeah, of course, this, this is why I don't tend to read reviews until the guys have told me it's safe to do so. Yeah. I know that like when I have read something that's negative, which like, Claire writes everything for the record, yeah. which is right. an important part. Like me and, and <clears throat> like boys, we we play it, but we don't write it. Yeah. So it's not like it sucks. It's our band, but it's not yeah. come from our brain. So that's why. It's, yeah. yeah. So that you would need that some sort of detachment from it, just to kind of keep 
a, a same mentality about it essentially yeah, exactly like mm. and uh, yeah obviously we're like whenever we write music whenever i write music we are writing it for other people yeah like otherwise you wouldn't be in a band but like if you're just constantly reading reviews where something is saying something negative about it i feel like i would be like right back to the drawing board yeah like, yeah like, yeah right I, I feel like i would never actually be writing for me like ever yeah so yeah i just don't do it and like just keep doing what i'm enjoying and we're enjoying and that's all that's kind of important to me and if it's then getting good results then yay but yeah it takes yeah. yeah yeah I think it takes you down a, a really bad path of trying to like seek the wrong type of validation of people. Yeah, totally. Like it's the same with anything. Like I, I mentioned this to the guys that we spoke to uh, from Love Breakers, like the last episode, where it was like essentially you could you could give a book to a hundred people, and then twenty of them people don't like that book. That's just their opinion. Like you, yeah. You, at the end of the day, you've done something that you've enjoyed writing, creating, enjoying that whole process. That shouldn't take away what someone's opinion is on it. Like it, it's just a shitty scenario on it. And what I think, it? like um, the the other thing is that, like, if you're writing what you love and the sort of music that you love, mm. um, and you and your bandmates love and everything, then you will sell it. Like, yeah, I don't even mean like in terms of actual getting. Sales, you'll believe it. I mean yeah. That, everything that you put in to it, your performance, your performance when you're doing it live on a stage, like everything, all of that shows. It's like manifesting. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I think if you're playing songs that, like we've had it before, like we released something years and years ago, like really early on, that um, we put it out and I just wasn't vibing with it. I can't remember what what it was now, to be honest. But um, I remember like literally saying to you guys, I hate all of this music that we're doing at the moment. It's just not what I want to do right now. And like, I think we we were mid tour. I think as yeah, well. I remember. I we were yeah. As well. And I was just like, I feel, I feel like I'm getting on, on stage every night, and it's just like I'm like, are these songs any good? Yeah. And no. I shouldn't have to mm. convince myself if they're good. I should just be out there enjoying what I'm doing, right? Exactly. Like, and that's what sells your performance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It'll come across live if they can see you're not like into it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You tend to get that when I know I've had an experience of this, where you've been playing the same song for such a long time, and then you kind of like you don't have that attachment to it, and you feel sort of disconnected because it's not doesn't kind of level with how you write now and like your approach to writing now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, that has happened. Yeah, like I think our main concern with it is that we get stagnant and we're, we're concerned that if we've like our tune skin and bones, which is like the, the title track of the, like the last EP we put out and you know, that EP did well and the single did well and stuff. And we always open with it. And we discuss this a lot that if you've come and seen us a few times, you're like, Oh great. They're opening with that. Tune yeah, again. The set, it's got an intro on it. And the second you hear the intro, it's going to be like, oh, okay, here we go. We're in for the same set. It yeah. Really yeah. What, mm after it if we're constantly starting with that track but it's like kind of our biggest one of our biggest hits mm. it's not really a hit but you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. it feels like we should be playing it but it just doesn't work anywhere else in the set yeah. but that's probably because we're so used, used to it, it. But yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, Catch whatever, me too. But like so it's it's I don't know 
I, we definitely do get like bored playing songs yeah. every now and then, but I think it more comes from fear of making other people bored. Yeah. So suddenly go like something's got changed. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, or at least for me anyway. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And yeah, it's like the shows that we've got coming up in um, four, uh, three weeks ish, I think, three weeks, um, that we are open with a sleep in the wheel. And like, that's really exciting for yeah. like a brand new track it'd be like bam here you go yeah yeah I think that's gonna be really cool or we'll hate it and change it after the first night of that tour <laughs> but it <laughs> doesn't work we're playing skin and bones yeah. again <laughs> we must go back <laughs> so how does it feel to actually like be gigging again in a few weeks time it must be really surreal we our group chat i think it's fair to say goes between it's not going to happen. Something's going to happen. <laughs> Obviously, it's so the they, the day start. I'm not prepared at all. I should just have them written down and so. And it's yeah. second, I think, like the third weekend of, like of yeah. July. Be like the first Thursday after the next unlocking. The nineteenth after the nineteenth. Um, yeah, and yeah. it's been. Uh, it feels like one day the press is like super negative about it, and then the next day it seems really positive. And we it is the twenty second. This stuff of like, you know, no, the nineteenth. That is absolutely when it's going to happen. We're all going to ha- be allowed to drop masks. There's going to be no social distancing, and it's like there is going to be no issues with that tour. Mm. Um, you know, not at least not in terms. Of- <laughs> <laughs> of that will probably break down every day. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait, but but technically, it should just be be a normal tour. Gonna knock on wood now. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I do feel good about it. Yeah, I do. Like, at least after the last sort of two or three days. But this is the thing; it changes. uh, Hancock has pissed off. Yeah, has got that. How mad was that? Not like we don't jump in political shit, Elliot, but like. How mad was that scenario? <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I you couldn't make it up. Like it's like some fucking House of Cards episode. Like every every week, there's well, something new, which is shit. It, like the pictures. Like you put it in our group chat. I remember in the morning, it was like my morning thing, and like I let's not get into politics, but he's quite a slimy guy. Oh, I yeah. just mean, yeah. like. Every time I see that smirk <laughs> yeah. like, on the TV in the morning where he's like, you know, being criticised for something he's done and he's going, oh, he's yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> and you're like, mate, you're like, a To wake up and you'd be like, have you seen this? With like the cheeky monkey emoji. <laughs> and then like Google the pictures like, this is brilliant. I like. <laughs> have you watched the video? There's yeah. like memes. So many memes. Yeah, I don't need that. In my oh, it's certain feelings. A lot of confusing oh. feelings. E- even better is the where people have changed the COVID campaign posters, like around public, and pasted oh, the picture of Matt Hancock and his aide instead of like about keeping a distance, and it's him. <laughs> yeah, people have paid for like uh, billboards to change them. Legends. Yeah. yeah, seen this. Yeah. Brilliant. Service, doing service. I'm waiting yeah. for bands to like come on tour with like drum skins with that image on it as well. <laughs> like, yeah, perfect. That'd be there. You go, guys. <laughs> We've got Sean's kit here. We could just do it right now. Yeah, do it. 
Do it, don't even get it properly done. Draw it with like a sharpie. Just like kind of like <laughs> work it out a bit. Sean does like illustration <laughs> graphics. It would be even better if I drew a bad stick man and put like Matt Hancock. Spot Hancock wrong. Hand cockles on it. <laughs> yeah, and a penis. There you go. <laughs> Just a hand with like dicks. Fuck it out. We like a penis. I'm kidding, we? Yeah. This is a great story. This is a brilliant story. So um, uh, we were at a gig. We were playing specifically the Frog. Well, and fi- I feel like it was like a, a whole tour. Yeah. Like we like did. We were doing things, or it might have just been all summer. It might not even been a tour. Just a busy. We had this goal of like while Sean was packing his kit away, um, we had to get things in his um port uh, on his kick drum. Right. Without him noticing. So like. Beer bottles, cans. You like throw it and try and get it in from a distance without him noticing that you managed to get like a bottle of coke or something in his kitchen. Yeah. And he he would not notice sometimes until the next gig and he'd open up his drum kit and be like, why is there this bottle of coke in here? (laughs) But anyway. um, So my friend, uh, our friend, our friend, he's all of our friends. Sorry. (laughs) My friend. um, (laughs) He's mine. I went to Amsterdam with this guy um, and we had this stress ball willy that we were playing this game and we were throwing it at the light switch, turning it off, trying to turn the light off. And we lobbed it when we and it exploded and this like jelly out of this stress ball went absolutely everywhere. And then like the following year, he went back to Amsterdam with his girlfriend. So he bought another one and like come to the show and gave it to me after the show. Like, huh? like I bought another of these. Here you go, it's a present. So we put that in Sean's kick drum. And then... Sean did not notice for like over a year. But we forgot about it. <coughs> yeah. We what? forgot about it and he never noticed it. We tracked an EP Skin and bones. with this. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Skin or was it not? No, the edge of this, sure. Um, we tracked an entire EP <laughs> with this. Fuck. That's yeah. just flapping around inside of it like the whole time. <laughs> and I can't think of how many people it must have been where like another band's using his <sighs> Down and he's got a see-through batter head and like they're like why is there a willy it's this there? purple penis kind of like this <laughs> <laughs> just love it yeah notice it he's it. like what is this in my kit <laughs> literally over a year that's crazy <laughs> fucking <laughs> hell brilliant oh incredible sorry Sean <laughs> <laughs> So, so get, uh, going back to it, you guys released uh, your latest single, "Sleep at the Wheel," back on uh, was it June twenty first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and with the whole like, the, well, these new two tracks that you've like brought, you've brought sort of like a new theme into the band, like the whole neon sort of vibe. Um, where where did that idea come from? That's brain. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Like it just. Um... I'm not gonna lie, I'm very into the whole like 80s revival thing. Yeah. Um, and I just I love 80s music mm. um and 90s music, all music, but yeah, I'm into it. And I feel like that's very present in our newer stuff. Yeah. And it's um, it's it's cool because like I was brought up like through my parents on a lot of 80s music, but then when I wanted to take music seriously at sort of and get into playing stuff at sort of like 11 12 i got into metal and i sort of hated my 80s thing you know i was into like slipknot and metallica and stuff but it's just because yeah. i same thing at some yeah. point of being like i've been brought up on all of this stuff 
and you go like, oh, I don't like it. I, mean, I don't want to listen to Lincoln Park. And me. Yeah, like it was sad. Like all of this stuff. Limp Biscuit. Um, and <laughs> like, yeah. and like, I don't know, as you get older, it's like, you just stop giving a shit. Don't yeah. you? And you're just like, yeah. oh, I want to listen to Material Girl by Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is right. I don't care. And I inflict that on you guys so much. Yeah. And um, I'm so here for it. Yeah. We're actually playing a function band as well. Um, nice. And we've had to do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, for, for the function work. And um, I think that's probably what like really reignited it, I suppose. Really, bring, yeah. So, bring like, it to the forefront. We yeah. To learn all of this stuff. And um, it's like, this is actually cool, isn't it? This is cool. It's Don't super really good care, going, like, like a, for me as a musician. Like again, going from being like a metaler to then though. playing with like you guys. I was in metal band and then joined and we did all ears and it sort of, we were heavy and we sort of chilled out a bit. Yeah. But as like, a player, I did so much for like my guitar playing. Yeah. And that yeah. Like, the groovy, the, yeah, the, funky thing, like just completely 100%. Yeah. Um, 100%. It's like, it's the same like Don Broco stuff. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely get up and dance sort of. I like it, it slaps by the way. Like the new single, like I love it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is proper like get up and like you just want to, like yeah, just fucking get going. Especially to play that live. Yeah. Needs to go off. Yeah. I definitely. stop the set. <laughs> yeah, she tweeted um like where, right <laughs> I'll, where I'll read it. Yeah, I'll read said it. Said something like, "If this doesn't go off, I will personally shit under your Christmas tree." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I need to screenshot that and put it as a social media post for this podcast when it comes out. For real, we have this new tune called Asleep at the Wheel, and when we eventually all don't go off during it, I'll personally shit under each and every one of you's Christmas trees. It fucking slaps. Uh, <laughs> yes. like, you've been warned. You've been warned. <laughs> so where are you guys playing then on the tour? Just like a... The pretty We're like mostly southwest, isn't yeah. it? So we got Bristol, nice little run actually. Stretching our legs. Stuff. It's just yeah. Like <laughs> wet the wet yeah. back into gigging, I suppose. But it's yeah. so still Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Then we're down in Torquay, and then we come back up this way to Gloucester. So it's a nice, easy. So it's just four dates, but um, yeah. It's yeah. So dying to get out there. Yeah, we've like we're doing a much longer UK tour in November sort of actually more spanning the UK but yeah. yeah even like when we booked this the uncertainty of everything it was kind of like you know we work with promoters that we know really well so we're like if things need to change we can sort of it should be fairly move with move them in. you know right, right yeah um yeah I literally cannot cannot wait I mean we went to our friend's um debut show um in Oldham last weekend it was literally like they started playing we're like Fuck, we need miss it so much. We need to get back yeah. in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Last time that you guys played. Um, it'd be January 2020. Sure, dude. So we did um we played one show outdoors um in the bridge uh, in, in the Cobblestone's Bridgewater Garden yeah. um last August. Um and then we did an acoustic one with holding absence. Yeah, fuck. Oh, at the lane yeah that was yeah, really rad that was a sick show um and then we did a hometown show socially distanced right but, no offense swindon i love you but it was awful 
it was terrible and i came off stage and i said to the guys i was like i'm not gigging again until this is all over i can't do another socially distanced one like, the, the yeah. one was lovely it worked um everyone sat down and it and it makes sense it's lovely you know yeah, like, yeah. playing a rock gig like that yeah. Just, I felt like a performing monkey out there or something. Yeah, you're like, playing tunes that you want people to like gab, dance, jump about, and you know, we yeah. you, we have that at shows, and then you've just got everyone sat there after you all jumping about on stage, just sat there going Yeah, it's so uncomfortable, yeah, isn't it? Or, or, yeah, cheer, yeah. So it was very it was odd. Yeah. You, yeah. f- you feed off that though, like, like you said, as a, as a band and as a rock band as well, you feed off the energy from the audience. So it, it must be weird just like playing and then everyone just sort of sitting down watching you. Like, I, I couldn't imagine that myself. And I think I'm really bad for that. It's like what we're talking about with the reviews and stuff like that is that I really do feed off of it. I'm very like game face and I don't really get nervous or anything like that, but yeah, very affected afterwards yeah. if um, something didn't, Go, yeah, land or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've got to kind of so try, to try and protect myself from that a little bit. Don't tell me. Yeah, bless you. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. So you, so Oxblood, you guys are like still a thing because you guys. I feel like you jumped <laughs> off the face of the earth. Yeah, and yeah. the world took a step back. <laughs> yeah, so it's a bit of a strange one at the minute. It's like. I'm gonna I'm gonna term it as we're having a bit of a restructure. Sure. Um You got a government like you. <laughs> <laughs> still more functional than Tories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah. So whatever is gonna come out of it, we're not exactly sure in terms of if it's gonna be a different band name, if it's whatever it's gonna turn out as, but uh, at the current point, we're just kind of writing and then seeing where it's going because we don't want to like kind of like rush something out now and it'd be like, yeah. we're just setting fire to essentially money um, yeah. because we're not sure what we're doing with it. We did, we did record a single on like the precipice of like the lockdown the happening. Yeah, well, well that, that <laughs> but, the, but yeah, the, the lockdown happening, we recorded a single on that. And then as soon as we came out of the studio with that, it was like, right, uh, lockdown's happened everything's fucking on a standstill from now. So, yeah. Because that all just happened so quickly. It like, did. Where it stopped. Like, the week before the country stopped, we went and we saw the script at, like, Cardiff Motor Point. Right. And then that weekend in the function band, we played two Haven holiday parks. It's like, the world was normal. Yeah. And then it stopped. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah it was mad. Into isolation a week before everybody else did. Because I bloody thing yeah you, probably off the back of going to see the, the script, script yeah yeah which sucked by the way <laughs> <laughs> not good i guess that guy can't sing he can't pitch can like, he not no not that night you couldn't at least i wasn't <laughs> was as mind blown as i thought it would be yeah i was it i was expect. i'm not a fan of the script anyway so i probably would be like this um but yeah. Expecting it to be like you know they're a pop band like you can't get much better session music yeah pop bands and stuff you can like so yeah I was I had high expectations of how it was going to be even if I didn't enjoy the actual music but anyway anyway uh, yeah I got got um got sick with the vid um and we all went into 
isolation the week before. Obviously, yeah, that's what the guidance was at that point. And then a week later, they called it and went, bam. Um, lockdown. Lockdown. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. There was, there was hints of it when we were in Sheffield recording. Um, like, there was when like, you go into Tesco and there was nothing. Yeah. Well, the, right. all the toilet was gone. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no pasta, no flour, no, like, just normal basic things. There was just nothing there. And then people started wearing face masks by that point, so we were like... It's a bit, bit much, isn't it? It was, it wasn't loads though, because we was going it. Like, we went, you know, Temple of Doom Church, yeah, Ollie Sykes's gaff, and, and that was just normal, just walking around, having a drink, sitting down, and that. And then, yeah, as you said, it was just next minute, the week after, often it was like tumbleweed, fucking mental. Yeah, the, yeah, I remember the mask thing being healed there. I mean, I, I remember doing it, but I sort of did it because it, I had like a, like a, what's the word? The thing you wore in the music video, bandana, like. bandana. and I felt like <laughs> he did it to wind his girlfriend up. Yeah, I felt like I was like Arthur Morgan in Red Dead too. And, I'm <laughs> yeah. and people around Tesco, <laughs> I was doing it totally to be a knob. <laughs> <laughs> Just all like you're about to rob a banky from heat or something. Right, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> down the cereal aisle, trying to challenge people to like a shoot off <laughs> in the bread aisle. Got and I'd run down the bottom of the aisle and jump around the corner like that <laughs> and see who was around the corner because no one, you know, I had a, I was like this, no one knew who I was, even if I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you also doing things like you were like shouting or something like that and then being like, who said that? Or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one could see your mouth. You yeah. can go like, because uh... <laughs> no one could see your mouth moving. Yeah. <laughs> You got, you got fun, didn't you? Especially when you're not allowed to go anywhere else. That's brilliant. <laughs> not my exercise once a day. You know what else can I do? Go to Tesco's and go. Uh... Just do bogeys, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dick and Dom have a lot to explain for my like this, <laughs> that. <laughs> I think like unfiltered television from like our, our era is a lot of like explaining to do in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Even> more. <laughs> yeah, lol. So is there anything else upcoming in terms of like is there another single coming out soon or is we working on more things to come out in a bulk? That would be telling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. We're always yeah, busy with churning. We've got lots to do. Yeah. Oh. You guys are endorsed by Black Star. How fucking sick is that? <laughs> Yeah, sick. It is very sick. Yeah, it's dope. It's very sick. I looked around to see if the yeah, HT was here, here, but it's, it's not, not here. We're quite, we're not quite um, uh, like ready to be using them live yet, are we? Because we've got more than we. We're going to get some cabs later on. And stuff yeah, like that, but we've been using them in the studio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we can't gig at the moment, so we haven't quite like properly um, got everything in, have we yet? But um, yeah, yeah. We've got one of the HT fifty heads. Oh, yeah. sick! Yeah, it sounds really like actually. it's the new one. Though. I don't know if it's Mark Two or Three or whatever it is, yeah. but it's so good. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah. Um, so I've got the original HT Stage Sixty combo. Because yeah. I, I years and years ago, um, my like amp history, I had an orange. And I wanted to get something else, and we yeah. went to HT and tried out a load of stuff. It was the HD60 yeah. that I was like, this is the one I was most impressed with that day. It was great head. And yeah, the, again, the Mark II is just absolutely killer. 
was really good. It's insane. So how did that come about? Was that just essentially like just you guys oh, sent I... some info over be like, what up? Basically, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> to our management, man. Like, That's cool, man. Yeah. Our manager Alex offered it to us, and he was like, "You know, would you be interested in looking at this?" And we're like, "Absolutely!" And we got the head, and it's so good. Yeah, so yeah. impressed with yeah. it. We've got Boss as well. That one was a little bit more um, ad lib, wasn't it? Yeah, Boss Childhood affirming, isn't it? So Jake works for a um, like a pedal board company. Yeah, it's like called the Gig Rig. Yeah, ah, right, yeah. Pedal show. Yeah, yeah. It's Dan from that pedal show's company. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, Boss announced those um, SY1 synth pedals. Yeah, and I knew one of the reps from Boss, and I texted. I was like, "These are killer!" Like me and Claire would find them game changer for again for what we were doing, going more down the pop thing. Yeah, both we two guitar players. Stuff, but we're guitar players. We're not synth players. Yeah, yeah. and so. it, I, I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll sort it. And I was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> Contract, you're going yeah. on the after yeah. we're like, what? Yeah, squeeze me, big powder. Happy with a tenor off, and we got a nice deal. Right? <laughs> Fuck. That's insane. That's cool. Yeah, it's very yeah. cool. <laughs> Whenever we put like a poster out and they're at the bottom, I'm always like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah. Should we get on to horror then? Spooty. Spooty things. Spooty films. Spooty things. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your favorite scary movie? Um Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> Jump scare stuff like Monsters. No. So like, most scared film or favorite like that I like the most. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so um, yeah, well, like maybe your favorite horror movie. Like like, like I said, sometimes like people who, who are not really into horror movies will go like, "Well, what scared you the most? What like put you what put you off horror movies? What put or, you in that position to be oh, like, yeah. yeah, not my thing." I know what your story is. I think yeah, you know my mine's, story. Mine's The Exorcist, which sounds yes. <laughs> nowadays, or if you watch it now, it's like you know, or at least if you watch it when you're older, mm. it's kind of like yeah, like I can see how it was a big deal back then, but it's not like. You know, you think of what, like, Heredity. Like, yeah. Jake, I introduced Jake to Heredity. I watched that then. little, yeah. Um, Friday just gone. I watched Heredity. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, when I was, in, um, <coughs> it was like the 20th anniversary of it. Yeah, I'm old. Um, and <laughs> um, I snuck downstairs one night and my parents were watching a documentary about, the Exorcist, or it was the extended edition of The Exorcist, or something like that, that had loads of cutscenes. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I feel like I was like about seven or eight at the time, or something. And um, it was this scene that actually isn't in the film, in the main film, I don't think, where she, um, the girl that is possessed. Oh, Reagan. Spoiler alert, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Someone's damn possessed it. in there. Uh, <laughs> um, damn. She like, she like crab walks. Up. Oh, the spider walk. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I just saw that and literally was like traumatized. <laughs> People like, shouldn't yeah. do that. That's um, not normal. <laughs> yes, because she, she goes down it and then like she opens her mouth and then her blood starts coming out. Yeah. Oh my Christ, yeah. yeah. Not the one. 
um yeah I was too young to watch that and like it scared me years and years and years I could never have my bed like in the middle of the room because like yeah <laughs> and then um I feel like my parents maybe went like you need to like actually just watch the film and get content or whatever I watched it eight year old like, clan like don't no, be a pussy I was probably more like 15 in time though sure. and, and I watched it and it was still fucking scary but mm. um, yeah so that like I think just purely because it sort of traumatised me yeah that just is always like the the tip well, that was the thing that put me off horror films for such a long time. So The Exorcist, to give context, was the first horror I saw. Sure. Um, there's, there's bits where I've kind of like forced myself to like watch bits over the years just to kind of get more used to it. Like because <laughs> might have been, like might have been the horror nerdy is it was like we'd have like sleepover our mates like when we was back in high school and they bring like the entirety of blockbuster of horror films it was like we've got like the halloween franchise we've got an elm street franchise <laughs> and i'd be like i'll just go in the other room because i don't want to watch any of them i used to do well i've got like had no problem with any of those like classic sort of films but like there's something about possession yeah, it's the flashing bits as well where like there's a split little faces like pop up of like the demon throughout the film. Also, like because you know there's like a lot of evidence, I guess, of like people actually being possessed in real life. It's I'm not yeah. saying that they have actually been possessed, but yeah. something is going on I, that's making their body contort. And yeah, so it's like <laughs> like it just blows my mind. I was having like, this conversation with uh, Daniel, the drummer of Elisar. Because he isn't into like horror films. I said literally that. It's like no matter where you stand on like the spiritual world and your beliefs after like you know, and all of that stuff, like that. There when, are places where something is happening. When like, yeah, yeah, when something happens, people do that. Yeah. yeah. That that's fags, you know, and that's crazy. Yeah, I totally yeah, agree. They, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> so do you know the uncomfortable like story about the exorcist? Like, so the film is based on the book. The book mm. is based on a true story. Yeah. Ooh, so, boy, wasn't it? so it was the boy that stayed at the vicar's home overnight and then he came to visit him in the morning and the vicar, his wife, and the kid was dead. Yeah. And that it was all like this possession stuff. So then for the book, they changed it to the girl Reagan instead and yeah. then did that. Which is so uncomfortable. <laughs> all this like, nope. other stuff to do with that film as well. I don't know if you know this, but like, they like nearly broke her back or something like that. Yeah, unfortunately. Like, sort of machine the... like, crash about and they nearly <laughs> broke her back. Like, Isn't there like a crazy number of deaths within yeah, the crew? And... Yeah, yeah. It's just like PR for when they were. Of course, of course. Do you know course. what I mean? But like, <laughs> lots of people around the project, like the cameraman's wife died. Mm, yeah, the set set on fire apart from the bedroom where they were filming like obviously Reagan's bedroom was the only thing left intact but everything yeah. else was burnt to a crisp it's the superstition and the realism around it like you said because like it's something that you it, that could possibly happen like there's no like there's no there's no physical proof that it is real but then there's nothing to sort of cancel it out at the same time like you I know mean, what I mean it's like a purely like psychotic break some kind of um fit mm, yeah episode mm. what it is but Whatever it is, it's scary. It's scary. 
Yeah, and like looking into that stuff, it it wigs me out. Yeah, it's that's where I draw the line with like it's like the satanic stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've sort of scared myself and like watching like ghost documentaries and like reading to hauntings and that sort of stuff, but like. I can't do it with satanic stuff. Yes. I'm like, I'm worried I'm gonna like open the door <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. Dave Grohl. Yeah, is the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, people were like, like back in the 70s, like again, that was that was something that people had never even witnessed before. And as you said, that scene of like a crawling down the stairs, like all contorted and shit, like seeing that for the first time, people like just Dude. must've lost it. Like people were running up, running out of cinemas and passing out and shit. The yeah. fucking head spin. And as well, can we get yeah, the, the whole fact of the makeup for like the kids faces, like terrifying. Like they couldn't even like they're remaking the film now, aren't they? So they're doing like a new version of The Exorcist, which is meant to be like a sort of sequel to it. So they're kind of based in the same vibe as like Halloween 2018 was like Blum- Blumhouse are doing it, and they're the yeah, same yeah. people who've done that. Yeah. So what they do with that, like if they really wanted to, they could go get the actual prop figure, which is in like a museum in uh, New York, which is actually like the scarred face and everything is just sitting there in like one of the rooms in this museum in New York. It's fucking horrific. Wow. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a wall dedicated to like um like horror films from like eight and stuff like that. So there's like one of the like one of the Nightmare on Elm Street films where like Freddy's like a giant being and like he's got like this like, giant version of his sweater. Sure. And then there's the Linda Blur Reagan prop next to it in full tack full scale so it actually looks like a kid but with all the prosthetics on it's fucking so Im- imagine being the janitor like cleaning up cleaning up in the evening uh, uh, to go through that section doing that. <laughs> it'll be yeah it'll be like a day that he's innocently turned all the lights off and forgot to turn the light off in there and he's just like no no, <laughs> yeah. no. you say this <laughs> I remember having this conversation when at Thought Park last year and like queuing for like saw maze and being like, imagine being a security guard at night. You know, you'd get a radio that something's gone over there. You'd be like, no, nope, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids that are breaking in <laughs> over there. Yeah. <laughs> I was I trying to no find it. Yeah. yeah, gross. So, so what's um, what's yours then? Yeah. yeah uh, okay, my my sort of like childhood scarring story was actually Jeepers Creepers. Nice. Yeah. I haven't watched that since I was, I think, 12. I haven't watched this at all. I haven't managed to. Maybe we should. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, uh, Quake one. That's what it looks like in the museum. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Over it and coming across that. No, thank you. In the bin. <laughs> in the bin. Um, Gross. Ah. Yeah, I, I was in... Late teens, maybe when that came out, and I remember watching it. And yeah. One of our like, me and my friends never watch horror films all the time. The old blockbusters thing, get as many. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and I don't remember finding Jeepers Creepers that bad. It, my, I remember I've got an older brother, brother that's um three years older than me. Is and that I'm, the one where he's like flies? Yeah. Fly? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of the right film there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, my brother sort of got a hold of it as a 15-year-old and was like, this is really creepy and talking to me about it. And then I was like, I want to watch it, I want to watch it. He's like, you can't watch it. It's just going, no, 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 I'm not scared, I'll watch it. And it messed me up. 
<laughs> and then being an older brother messing with like a little brother, I remember yeah. we just keep playing the songs and stuff that come through the radio. I find it too easy to detach from things like that. Whereas the exorcism, the exorcist, it's real. That's like, well, it's not necessarily real, but maybe it's real, but closer it's to our like, reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not like a winged man like <laughs> thing. It was freaky that though. I remember seeing the seeing that as well for the first time when I was quite young, and it was the scene for me when he's dumping the bodies down that dumpster, and they actually he goes inside of it, and all these bodies are just like sewed to each other all over the walls, and that and it's like what the fuck? Yeah, this is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do the same, but um, yeah, I don't. What I like horror films. My girlfriend hates them, so I don't watch them that much because I like to watch them with people because you know I like to like only watching her entry last week yeah sometimes you need someone there to hold you hand <laughs> yeah exactly uh, <laughs> which is great because these guys have seen it yourself and watch horror film but that's like mildly social yeah yeah maybe like. but just I like watch it with like you like there's already seen it as well the corner of my eye I just see you lot sort of go <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ready <laughs> yeah I was really bad for that because it's scary like and it's that scene in Hereditary when um, she's up on the roof while... And she's like banging her head yeah. against that. No, oh, just before... <laughs> when he goes to the bedroom and he just sits down on his bed, you can see her like up in the ceiling. Yeah. Dark and, and it's yeah, just like, there. Like, like that. And it's silent as well. It's like no music at that point, I think. And you're just like... What's she doing? Let's get mum down. <laughs> no, it's when the sister is like, she's spoiler that she's already dead, but she's in the corner of the room and makes a sound. Yeah. And then her head falls off, but then it's a ball. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's amazing cinematography, but oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Those, uh, it's a uh, Ariaster, isn't it? Like. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Midsummer as well. Yeah, Midsummer's oh great. My god. Yeah. For our We're trying to convince um, Jake's girlfriend to watch Midsummer with us because I like it's messed up, but I don't think it's really that. It's not like jump scary. Or no, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah, mm. and so I think that she can handle that. She's you know, funny Zoe, when you're watching this. She's like, and... I've said it to you, like it's like, it's like you know if you've got a friend that doesn't like spicy food, like I like my my dad hates spicy food. But if you present it to him like, oh, you'll like this, you can cook in semi-spicy food. Whereas if you go, this is a bit hot, my dad will be like down in pints of water. And it's a bit like that. If you yeah. present a thriller, she's like cool with it. But if you're like, it's, it's quite scary. It's, it's, yeah. Say Midsummer more of a thriller. Yeah. Not, so it's like a psychological thriller, in it, but with like horror, yeah. horror elements put into it. But yeah, I, I, remember, I recommended that movie to a, a friend and he, he watched it with uh, with his girlfriend and they got up to the bit where it was this sex scene in the burn and they messaged me and they was like, what the fuck have you recommended to me here? Like, uh, what? Fucking... <laughs> 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 It's yeah. insane. I think the most uncomfortable bit of that, aside from the cliff scene, is the bit where it shows like her parents are dead. Jake, Jake hasn't seen it yet, by the way, just to like spoiler. Han dies. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't even go elevate that. I had a point then. Hey, this looks fun. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, and I've heard like, about yeah. this cliff scene in particular. And yeah. yeah, you know what? I didn't even see the film, but I was scrolling casually through Facebook one day, 
and that was that scene was just casually on my feed. No nope. context, just the man <laughs> on the sofa or something. What's that? <laughs> well, no, I was, in, I was in the middle of work, just casually, idly scrolling, and it was just like, ah, it's that bit. Cool. <laughs> um, back to hereditary. I'll let you tell the story. Do you know about the, the desk scene when he smacks his face on the desk? Yeah. That he actually like broke his jaw when he did. Oh, that. shit. Did he? Yeah, no, I'll so, let you, I'll let you like, tell it. It's something like um, they told him, you don't need to hit your face actually on this. We'll give you a prop, uh, like a... a, Like a a prop desk. It's soft, but obviously looks... But it looks like the real thing. And he was like, I'll just do it on this. It's fine. Um, And uh, I think they convinced him to change it or whatever. But then he didn't realise that they hadn't changed it. It went for it on the real desk. Oh my god! That scream that is scene and where his he's face. like screaming with like all the blood in his mouth and stuff is his actual blood. He's broken his and jaw. Like yeah, it's a legit reaction. Holy shit! Yeah, imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I read that on like a Buzzfeed. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe <laughs> holy fuck! Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm loving the. Uh, like the revitalized vibe to horror films at the minute. I feel like we're getting better quality. Yeah. Aside from a few that we uh, we were going to do a bonus episode about, but now we're not because it was just trash. Um, but, but, but there's been a, a lot of things, and I, I mean, one close to my heart is Star Wars. I think what a lot of film companies are realizing that there's a charm to the stuff that we grew up with and we love, like. CGI is good, but it also gets silly. And again, you look like Star Wars, an example, using models again, opposed to CGI and everything. I yeah, think yeah. Beautiful yeah. charm of both worlds. I also think there's like a bit less snobbery, like with actors and stuff. And I actually think that we've probably got like, um, you know, like how TV shows, thanks to Netflix and Amazon stuff, have like kind of really taken off. And you now get the biggest actors in the world are now like doing... A, TV series, yeah, yeah, style, you know, Sky Atlantic, HBO, all that sort of stuff. Oh, like um, the uh, Kate Winslet one, that whatever that was, yeah, that was um, yeah, yeah. There was um, that one that had um, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman in it, and yeah, that, like just all that kind of like stuff. Like, they also seem to like be a bit more like willing to do horrors and stuff like that, which I swear, like, you would never, it was always like really B movie like stuff, yeah. yeah. Actors that you knew or were like, it was on the up. You'd talk, watch like, it and go, Oh, that's that guy. Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't get that kind of like sort of stuff. Whereas now it's sort of like there isn't so much snobbery. So you get like these people. Like we uh, we also um, watched um, Us the other day. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I see. Like, yeah. Like Elizabeth Moss is like a side character. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. It, it like, because there's so much more like. And it's not a horror. It's better, isn't it? Like, but there was that series recently, I can't remember what it's called, obviously we've all watched so much TV, that Hugh Grant's in it, and he plays like the bad guy. Yeah, and, and yes. Oh, where was the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah, when he yeah. played that, the bad guy, and you're like, what? Yeah, it's like people are less worried about like being there, you know, doing their usual things. Mm. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 
Sorry, guys, I'm going to go tell the dog off for Burke and Ross and you'll be able to hear it in the background for like the whole of this. We'll, we'll, we'll keep this topic rolling and while she's while she telling you. Yeah, just keep it going. Off. Sorry. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it's, like you said, though, I feel like it's a reverse, though, where it used to be like, for example, like Chris Hemsworth doing Cabin in the Woods before he did four. Yeah. Now it's kind of like, let's flip it. So, like, you've got like Pattinson and Defoe doing fucking The Lighthouse. Yeah. 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 We haven't watched that. Sean uh, watched that. Yeah. The Lighthouse, I think, and like that's the Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. 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 No, I haven't. Yeah, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Sean, might, yeah. Just, just watch it. it. Just uh, don't don't do do anything else whilst you're watching it. Just kind of just take it in. Yeah, I remember Sean being like, "How is it, man?" He's like, "Just weird." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Time passed. <laughs> I went into the cinema and then left the cinema. Things happened. <laughs> yeah. Mai, just to give you context, we're on about the lighthouse. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, that has another not seen it. Moment. Just to clarify, oh, right. but we're just saying that you have to just watch it. You can't do anything else whilst they're watching it. They just have to. Let, let's put it this way you definitely see some seamen in the film. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that other one where Willem Dafoe's large penis is on Antichrist. Antichrist. Oh yeah. <laughs> Apparently he was too large for it. And Love McCree, the director, he was like, Yeah, it just confused people. So we had to get a different, slightly less large. <laughs> My fucking man. Imagine like needing a body double because your penis is too big. Meet my green goblin. Willem Dafoe. Oh, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's so good. I don't think I've ever heard that before. That's so good. <laughs> Fucking hell. That was quite good for me. I thought that was tough. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I'm going to steal that and tell it to other people. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> what other Willem's Willem stories have we got? <laughs> It's more Lars Bontrager yeah. uh, find it interesting after all of his Nazi comments. Uh, uh, weird yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. What was, was that? Sorry? What was that? <laughs> like Cannes Film Festival or something like that. He was being interviewed and I think he said something on the lines of that he sympathised with Hitler. Yeah, that's he it. That's right. How to ruin your career 101. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Super avant-garde films, doesn't he? I don't know if it really ruined anything, but he... Yeah. Um, I think it was kind of taken out of context, and I think he said it as a joke. Yeah. But he said it. I like an inappropriate joke, but yeah. like, there is a line. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fucking hell, I bet his agent was like, just fucking cringing and behind the scenes of that. Like, oh shit. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, All right. He is underrated actor, though. He's a very good character actor, I might say. He's in like much of them very avant garde movies as well. Willem Dafoe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Ameri- he was in American Psycho. Just remembered that. Was he? He was in American Psycho. He was the detective. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen that in a long time. I don't remember that. So he goes to interview yeah. Patrick Bateman at his office. Yeah. Sure, dude. Yeah. I just always focus on the Jared Leto um, getting... Hey, Paul. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, Jared Leto, man. Like, if I, I any story I've heard about Jared Leto is like he's very much in his own bubble. Not like. Up. Like he's in his own land, like because oh, no one can kind of relate to him, so he struggles connecting to people. Did you did you ever watch um the uh, documentary that they put out called Artifacts? Yeah, yeah, yeah I great. Find that really, really interesting. Actually. That's also terrifying, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like how to slash every musician's hope and hopes and dreams in one documentary. The thi- yeah, the thing I always remember with that is like. You, you sort of go into it optimistic and you're like, oh, they fucked up. And then it's like uh, Chester from Linkin Park being like, yeah, same. And then Serge from System being like, yeah, same. And then Brandon Boyd yeah. Yeah. being like, yeah. And you're like, all right, it's everyone. It's like literally everyone. Yeah, it's like, that's, <laughs> yeah. Just, that's just the way that... I mean, it's not like, there's two things that I remember that. from that where it was that um, one, the ending of like the resolution of that film yeah the second being brandon boy going we had to sue to get our songs to like, have ownership of our songs we had to sue our label yeah yeah like what the fuck <laughs> same I, one of the things that i always um like remember is that part of the the record deal is that you um there was this stuff called uh, breakage. Was yeah, it? for like stuff getting um, damaged. So back when vinyls were a thing, and you used to like, like a certain amount when they're carrying them into stores and into HMV or whatever, that some of the vinyls would break. Mm. And that was carried on to CDs as well, which made sense. But they yeah. were applying breakage to streaming and digital downloads. Yeah, that was... yeah, it's insane. Like, but that's like, not a thing like why are you applying it to that you don't yeah no it's It's crazy disgusting yeah yeah it was like a share of like the contract was to do like a cut from what the urn was like something to do with oh shit why did they phrase it where it was basically they were saying that it was like physical copies for digital yeah which was very like doesn't make sense like it's like the two separate things yeah but there was a percentage taken away for that and then I think it like, typed up the percentages of everything that they took actually added up to over 100% yeah, it did, it did. of it. So it's like you're giving this advance and they take this, this and this, but you never actually, you just are in a constant state of owing your label. Yeah. Well, they never made, it said that they never made a penny from it yeah. from 30 seconds. Like yeah, none of them did. Insane. They only survived off of Jared's. Yeah. And the money that he made through that. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> Shocking. But yeah, so, but you say about him living in his own bubble. Do you remember that story in like May that broke of last year that he had been like in the desert and he had yeah. like, pandemic, got back to normal civilization and was like, yo, what's going on here? <laughs> Did you say, what was the episode of Black Mirror um, that had Topher Grace in it as like a hippy dippy guy? But that was like a multi-millionaire. Yes, and, yeah, I remember um, it. I can't, I can't remember the details. So I haven't watched it since the episode came out. But it was basically that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Like for Grace was off in the desert, like having a like spiritual awakening. Yeah, Social that's awakening. the way to put it. Yeah, and, yeah. I forgot about that. Lol, yeah, that's brilliant. Christ. I couldn't make it up about Jared Leto. No, it's like the. Uh, it's not called Thirty Seconds to Mars Fest. Why do they call it? Where they go Camp Mars? That's it. When he go and he basically has his own cult, 
It's like Jesus. He goes around like he's the Messiah. It's <laughs> fucking insane. Like fire <laughs> festival to me though. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, a fire festival vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, it does actually. Big fire festival energy. <laughs> yeah, right. Was that the pitch when they marketed it? It was just like, we kind of want it like this, but not that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you remember um, what Sean Smith saying on the Sapling podcast once where he was like, they met him because they played a show with him and like they got invited to hang out with him for a bit. And like he had like, they went into the dressing room and it was Jared Leto, but then he had identical twins on each side of him. And like they just tried out with this conversation, just really uncomfortable. Like I, I <laughs> think I relate to him. So I don't remember hearing that. I've heard that yeah. before. Yeah, so odd. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, not gonna really lie. Yeah. Yeah. Like as one of the other things I took away from that artifact documentary was just how much he loves himself and has all these like blue steel moments at the camera. It's like Christian Bale in American Psycho looking at himself in the mirror, like flexing the <laughs> whilst uh, yeah. Yeah. the artifact thing is when he's uh getting rid of like his burdens and he's throwing rocks and he's oh, like yeah. shouting like anger in like lobs <laughs> rock or something. That's the bit yeah. I remember. I'm like, ah, and it's back to Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> down the Hollywood Hills there and he's, he's lobbing Just a is. rock at them. I'm upset! <laughs> Get up dog shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, is that what your dog's barking? Is Jared Leto again? Fucking hell. Hang on, guys. Jared's raging again. <laughs> He's just like, he open windows. Shut up. <laughs> Right, should we get on to uh, uh, our last section anyway? So, um, it's pet peeves, and basically we ask you what pisses you off the most in life. Could be the pettiest things you want, hence the name pet peeves. Mm. But what pisses you you guys both off? One of them, when I was like chewing this over, that um, I think falls into quite petty, that popped into my mind, is I get really, really pissed off with bird shit on my car. I tell you that really yes really winds me up like like you know you've washed your car the the night before the first supermarket you've driven to the next day you walk out with your bag of shopping there's a fat white turd along the like your roof that can go in the bin that really winds me up then it starts raining and you've got to put your windscreen wipers on and then it's just dodging it all across bin man yeah no that's that really aggravates so I take that very personally. Because <laughs> my dad coming out at me, I can, my dad will be watching this going like, oh, it's my boy. But <laughs> it aggravates me, bird shit. <laughs> I had that before. I nipped to Screwfix before for some DIY shit. And I hadn't been to the opposite side of my car and I was walking back to it. And I was like, whoa, it was like an onslaught of shit. <laughs> Just on one side of my car that I hadn't seen. I actually, I will, I will go slightly further. I just say bird shit in general. And if our photographer, uh, Courtney, at Shot by Brock, she um she moved to a new place a few weeks ago. Yeah, she? she did. We went to a housewarming, like gathering. It was just after you could have six people. Right. Uh, we went over to hers for like pizza, and in her lounge window, and it's like level two or three of like a block of flats. There's just right. 
big shit. The weather shit. was beautiful, by the way, and the sun <coughs> was just like beautifully streaming into yeah. this window. And there was bang smack in the middle of it was just this blob of bird shit. And I Jake just I kept begging her, let, let me clean it. it. I was like, <laughs> just, I can't quite tall. I can get my arm over and just wipe it, but she wouldn't let me. But so yeah, I'd go as far as saying bird shit in general. <laughs> yeah. Do it in a bin. <laughs> no. It's like they tag you. They, they must like get like meet up in packs and like, right, let's ruin that guy's day today. Like we just, yeah. so we all just gang up and just 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 perch on this one little stick in this tree and we'll just shit on this car as much as we can. Yeah, I feel that. I feel yeah. that. Oh man. Do you remember the, the worst when you was at high school? Like, was I was just gonna say shit. that. <laughs> yeah, I was literally and just gonna say like, that. Was you was because like obviously people litter high schools, don't they? So like there's just non-slot of like litter everywhere that seagulls can pick up. And you were yeah. waiting for like this onslaught of like fucking seagull shit to hammer down on one victim during like your lunch. Coupled with that smart ass that goes, Oh, it's good luck. And you're like, Well, I don't feel fucking lucky. <laughs> no. I've got shit in yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember being shat on on holiday. <laughs> my mum being like, it's good luck. And I remember being like, well, this doesn't feel very fucking lucky. Yeah. I've been pooped my print. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I haven't got away at school. I think. Mean, I'm the guy that got it in the mouth. Like, we're. It's my was like yeah. shouting or somewhere. And a bird actually like, shit. <laughs> shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Nothing said it's like yeah. a sign from the universe to stop talking like bird shit in your mouth. <laughs> and the angling as well. That's like fucking, what's that film Angelina Jolie, isn't it? Wanted where it's like curving it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's impressive. Oh, man. It's brilliant. That's yeah. Fun. Have you got any more you can back back? Yeah, so I've got like a couple. One of them is the one that will probably embarrass you a little bit. It's the the fucking could of should of thing <laughs> I didn't know you know what when you said this one is going to embarrass me I didn't know what it was and I forgot about this <laughs> and I just want you to say we go into this I nearly did it in a band post the other day and I realised and I changed it to could have or, or would have or whatever it was I put of I can't remember what it was or what him and Joe um, our bass player all the way through our band chat it's always would of should of could of and I'm always like, could have, could have. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, there was a band post this week. I can't remember what one it was that I typed and I put of. And it was like. So you do know then? Only out so of trauma. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paid as well. Uh, you like what I say paid. P-A-Y-E-D. I don't. Which no, is like, I feel like that's less at the front of my mind. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, he, he says. Pay like he writes. Oh, I've been paid today or something, and it'll be P A Y E D. Which oh is- no, oh no, 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 like the decking on a boat or something. Yeah, you were like, why you was talking about boats? To do with boats, mate. It's like it's this when people spell definitely as well. Yeah, and, and, and they put on defiantly instead defiantly like or uh definitely or <laughs> joe is diagnosed dyslexic yeah. and i was sort of advised at university yeah, but it. It, w- it was like a 500 pound test and it was one of those things it wasn't really going to change it's my like life halfway through your last year yeah as well, wasn't it so it was a bit like it wasn't going to be done in time for him for it to help actually you benefit you yeah 
really worth doing. But... So I'm like half bored. He's like, you know, full, full, yeah. full, and I'm like half bored. Um, all inclusive. He's all inclusive. That's what I was looking for. It's a recon opposed to reckon. Oh yeah. That's I recon. I've recon a mission that <laughs> that'll be fine. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we do that yeah. one quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Ooh. starting to remember. The other thing that I was going to yeah. say was the old classic of people showing up at gigs and wanting to use your gear. They don't ask you, ask uh... you. Just show up and go like, oh, it's all right if I use all your stuff. And you're like, well, if I say no, you're not going to be able to play the gig, are you? So That bloody ox blood yeah, span. Oh, bloody hell. Hey, we brought our gear. We bloody brought our gear. When it gets to the point where you're three minutes before your set, your 25-minute set or something, and they go, anyway, we've got to go now. So, yeah, see you later. I will give you... Like, I will give you my favorite yeah. excuse for, and this is this, you know, actually, I guess segues into another pet peeve of support band not sticking around. But my favorite excuse, I'll never forget, and I'm not going to out the band, but it was in Bournemouth in the oh, Anvil. Out the band, out and the band, out no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. They know it. They're going to know. I swear to God, this this dude went, oh man, I'm, I'm really sorry. We can't stay around because, uh, yeah, have a good set, man. So it was like, even he didn't believe his own bullshit. He didn't give me a reason. He yeah. went, what? His reason yeah. was, yeah. <clears throat> Not, I've got work tomorrow or whatever. Even he couldn't be bothered for his excuse. Uh... Thing pisses me off anyway, because they're the local band. Yeah. Um. So they're like in close vicinity to going home to their bed. But yeah got work the next day as well and sometimes we're like two hours away or something but we travel much further away. yeah exactly um, and we're like yeah we're gonna get back at three o'clock in the morning and we're still gonna be up and go to work at nine o'clock tomorrow um, yeah and they're like yeah yeah like hate it <laughs> hate it so much yeah definitely yeah like support the whole night it aggravates like, me i tell you what yeah. the only time i remember having to leave and I like I make a point of saying this it was we were playing in Bolton, and I got <laughs> just before we were going on stage that my my girlfriend had taken my mum to hospital, yeah. and I was like oh, we were going to stay over, we were going to stay in the van and stuff, and I was like I want to go home, and I went up to all of the other bands, I was like this is the situation, and apologise because I yeah. take that as such an insult, especially yeah. if the show isn't that busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rude, so rude. Mm. No, I hate that. I remember we played a show in, I think it was, yeah, it was Liverpool. And a guy went over to Chris when Chris was in Oxford and went, um, can you use your amp? And Chris's amp's a Kemper. And he was like, no. <laughs> Just I blankly said to him, like, no. That's like a, that. Yeah, because of course you're not yeah. a Kemper guy. That is the good thing with Kempers. Yeah. People are scared of them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like he buttons up, everywhere. then coming over to me and we're like, Oh, can you use your amp? And it was like, oh, but I need the starship lock. Can I use your pedal board? I was like, you can use it, but if you change anything, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? All like, you know, the, I like my favorite ones of that are the people that um don't they pass the blame and they're like, oh, the promoter said so I didn't have to bring anything. You're like, great, bring everything anyway. Yeah. I think the only exception was I think the only exception we've had on that ever was when we've not been able to bring amp pet no sorry amp cabs because it was the show with Vakovi where we were like we knew last minute 
like we didn't know we were playing this gig, so we were like, we don't have cabs. Of course. Can we borrow some? <laughs> like, and that was it. But the thing is, I think cabs, cabs and shells are always sort of like a little bit assumed all, fair yeah. game. Like, I yeah, yeah. Ask, but you know, it's a huge. Either the venue's got it, or the touring band, or the main band, or whatever. Still a polite, yeah. message, but that's the thing. That's the thing. It's it's a principal thing. It takes seconds to mess up. And you know what? If someone even DM'd the band and was like, "Hey, dude, is it cool if I borrow your amp head?" I would lend it out. I'm I'm yeah. not. It's solely on principle. You know, we've toured with bands before that we've lent out our Kempers to make changeover quickly, and they've put like, you know, they use like one sound and two sounds. They've ended up using our Kempers and our pedal boards just to make changeover easy. Like we're very generous with that but sort of stuff. Pedal yeah, board yeah. means literally the like Kemper controller. Kemper controller. Yeah. Yeah. Anything on it. Yeah, but um, it's um, it's the assumption that that yeah, it's, frustrates it's the showing me. up to yeah. out another option. Mm. Um, but going like, can I use it? It's like, well, if I say no, you're what not playing. Are you going to do? Yeah, because I am going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I guess the same with Chris. Like, we, um, our Kempers are all racked up in this 14 new production rack. So yeah, yeah, it, it's quite a lot more yeah. awkward and obvious for us to go. No, we've only got cabs on stage. That's all that's provided for you. So if people show up and they haven't got kit, or it gets suck it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Let's be honest as well. People are made aware of what's expected and what's not expected when you play a show because you get whatever gig it is, you get some sort of PDF or an email kind of stating what is there and what is not. And if you don't know what's there, then you ask what's there. Yeah. Easy as that. Doesn't have their own amp. Um, head like i can understand if it's broken yeah even that just bring a combo like i remember yeah. i went through a good few years of having a combo amp and i remember the feeling like the absolute burden for any sound engineer but like after that i had my amp head i was like there you yeah. go yeah of course, man. Mm. yeah it's um yeah i regressed that one i'll get worried now about bird shit on my car because we haven't gigged it that long but yeah. <laughs> really but it's good luck yeah, shut up, mama. <laughs> yeah, what else? What else? I'm, I feel like I'm angry a lot. Now I'm, I, you want me on the spot. I don't feel like I'm that angry. Um, see, you're having the opposite effect. Usually, we get people where they'll start with one, and it'll be two, like tumble, and then be yeah. three, and then we'll just go on forever about it. I actually, I said it to my girlfriend. Like, so when I was coming over to yours, I was like. What you know? What you described? She was like morning people, and I am quite. I'm not a morning person, but I'm also. I get I, that. I lie in, so if we're on tour and we're all like in travel lodge, these guys have been up for a while. Joe's a very morning person. Joe's a very chatty. He's like clicked on and ready to go. Joe has ADHD, um, right. recently diagnosed as well, um, which is very rare for because he's like thirty something. That's crazy. Uh, 39. He's 39. No, he's not. I'm annoyed I'm saying this. But he's very like, like he's literally like programmed to when he's awake, he's just like, it's a pull back and go car. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And that's Mm. the last second of day. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Does the sleepy Baymax. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And you've got me that's like slept long, slept in longer. So like my, don't talk to me period is like on and he like blah, 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 and it's just not not a mix I mean, yeah <laughs> there's every that's every day for you yeah. 
Yeah, um, I get up quite a while before him mm. so that I can have some like your stuff and no chaos and things like that and so just quiet. Sweet. And then he'll come out of the room, our bedroom, and it's literally like, like he's a tornado. Um, and honestly, I'm a coffee in by that point, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> anytime he gets up early or whatever, I'm like, why are you up? <laughs> 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 why are you here, this is my time. <laughs> I'm always like, I feel like I go into, I think purely because the amount of coffee I drink, I think in the mornings I'm like a zombie. Like I can't, if you try to have a proper conversation with me before I've had like another fix of coffee, you fucked. I'm not yeah. going to want to eat it. Yeah, isn't it? Like I'm like my first coffee is like what I need to breathe in the yeah. morning. And then I cannot work or anything to like number that two. until I've had until I've finished. Exact two. same, exactly. Um, and I'm like, when did this happen? When have you got to the point where you start getting if you if you lie in or you don't have a coffee the normal time that you do, you start getting headaches. Yeah. Yeah, your body's yeah. Like, yeah. I can't I can't even lie in anymore because I literally I wake up at like seven thirty or whatever and I'm like coffee, 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 and I will get <laughs> And not have a line for a coffee. Yeah, right. I get that. Need the line if I've had coffee or whatever, but I can't choose the line over coffee. Yeah, I can't. (laughs) That's the next problem to get over the COVID pandemic is to get over caffeine addiction, isn't it? Especially being at home and be able to have nice coffee all the time for very cheap. It's not like you're on the road and you're spending takeaway. I don't know how I'm gonna play like (coughs) gone ten o'clock. (laughs) <laughs> like this is a genuine like anxiety of mine at the moment that we've got gigs coming up i've actually i've got a, like a dep gig on saturday night like function work that i'm singing at a wedding um and obviously it's gonna be drunk watching the football stated that i'm not gonna be watching the football i'm just gonna stand out there going but um, I just don't know, like, I literally am getting to, like, 10 o'clock every night. And I'm like, well, I'm going to bed. Yeah. And that's it. And then I get up really early. How I'm going to shift my body clock Go now on. so that I can keep going on. Yeah. Don't know how I'm going to do that. No, it's a very cold good brew. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Investing cold brew. That's what you can do. I got... um one of those cold brew dripper things that you like make it the night before and yeah yeah that's changed my life i wrote a guy uh pearson who was doing this podcast he's gonna do his own soon where it's um he's got that and he was like it's changed my life yeah Don't want anything else there. yeah i can't remember what it, it was like 20 quid it's that harrio like, you know, yeah it's like a puck there's different yeah. versions isn't there super good Super good. I feel like I need to jump on the hype soon about it. It's where the addiction takes over full form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it's worse things to be addicted to, right? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Or Limp Biscuit. I'm a Limp Biscuit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Seen that um, the Stampede of the Disco Elephants is the record they've been talking about for like the last 15 years is like coming next year. Is it actually? Wow, well, uh, there's been more press about it. Well, they're touring. Yeah, and they're doing two, two uh, UK shows. not that long. Wow, I suppose it was probably ages ago. Yeah, it probably was a few years ago. Because like... I was there for the weekend, and then like, I... He was like hip-hop Santa, wasn't he? Yeah. He had a huge beard. And it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I remember from that show as well, that uh, just Sam Rivers wasn't playing bass, 
and I didn't notice because obviously they're all just like older men now. Yeah. And the bass player that was deaf and was just like this like young black guy. And I didn't realize at all that it wasn't Sam Rivers until Joe pointed it out. And I was like, he doesn't look anything like Sam Rivers. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> notice that until after the set. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, because I was going for the weekend and I won like two day tickets yeah. as well. Yeah. That's insane. Nice. Limp Biscuit, yeah. man. What a band. Have you seen that lineup for their tour in America where it's them and Spirit Box? Is it? No, I did. That was no. such a good show. Jake is an interesting fact about Mr. Wilcock over here. <laughs> Jake is actually blocked by Wes Borland. Wes Borland has blocked me on Instagram. Fuck off. I shit you not. Yeah, I feel like get it up on your phone yeah, right now. Yeah, I can now, show you like, this. Right? Get out. Why? Yeah, I want to know what's gone down. What did you do? What did you do, Jake? <laughs> what did you do? I don't know. Kept sending him dick pics. Okay. <laughs> If I search, I've searched Wes Ballin on my phone. Right? You can see that he's not there. The top ones are hanging. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I will now go on to, like, the band page. Yeah, I mean, like, when I search... Wait, push it a bit further. Further. No, no. 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 (laughs) (laughs) We'll believe you. (laughs) That's better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I fucking hell. No problem. So I yeah. I, what I, you do? I type Wes, and he's right at the top straight away. So Wes Ballin, if you're watching this, I miss you, and I have no idea what I've done, <laughs> and I'm really sorry, but I miss you. If we ever podcast with him, we'll bring it up. Please, please drop me into like the Zoom call with a, a special guest. <laughs> you know, like that friends thing a few weeks ago, and they had different yeah. on, like, and over to Jake for a special question. You could call it like a segment, like guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, if you're watching this, come on. I miss you. Yeah, it's fucking, it's, it's mad though. Like, it, it, must, it must just be one of those that goes on a blocking spree, maybe if, if a comment he doesn't like on it, like. Appears on Matty. I don't think I've even commented though. Genuinely, I'm okay. I might like shit, but yeah. And now for our brand new segment, what did Jake do? Go all the way back to the start of his feed and start liking pictures. No, I have no idea. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) What? Sean might do that. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if Wes actually remembers himself. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, I know he'll be like playing. Bye, Wes. Go to like a biscuit show or like a <laughs> and he's just like that guy it's you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy the VIP package just to ask him that question yeah <laughs> oh dude that's insane I'd love to know what I've done <laughs> I think that's the perfect time to run this podcast yeah hashtag why where's <laughs> why, hashtag why where's why Maybe he thought I was going to get under his Christmas tree specifically. Maybe. Hmm. Wes, I miss you. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. I feel, I feel like this has been a long time coming anyway, but yeah, must be appreciated, yeah, guys. It was because obviously we haven't spoken about it yet. And I've been a fan of the podcast for a while. And, and again, it comes through our manager. He was like, do you want to get on this? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. 
Oh, dude, I find it insane that we're suggested to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. really? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sapnin weren't responding, so no. no. <laughs> then that's the next hashtag. Hashtag, why Sean? Why? <laughs> That, see, that's quite a cool thing, actually. Just a slight segue with Sean. Like, he was friends with our old manager, and then we did some shows with Raiders and stuff. Right. We got to know him. But then again, being an emo child and growing up on the blackout and stuff, it was a very weird, like, sort of friendship connection. Like, just seeing him about, like, hey, dude, good to see you. I, or I watching our like, sets. I didn't actually clock it was him at first, <coughs> some obscene reason. And I can remember him Dyed his hair. and having a chat and being like, oh, it was really good and, like, and everything. And I was like, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> ah, it's you. Like that was kind of like it, and then I walked off to you guys, and I was like, it's that dude in the blackout?" Like, <laughs> I remember Turbulence Festival. Yeah, that's when I was, yeah. I was thinking of like that. Both he and then Bob from the blackout as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them were like watching us and properly vibing. I was like, my like thirteen-year-old inner emo is screaming at that with the one with the bird chip in his hair. It was wild. <laughs> like that is so. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> right. Yeah, Bob, Bob, Bob's the same guy as well from when we chatted to him, didn't we, at the radio show? We've podcast with him for so yeah. long. We keep saying it and then we've just never got around to it. So I feel like we need to get Bob on soon. Do it, man. He was a lovely dude. He's a lovely. We need to complete the Sapling trilogy. Like we've had Morgan and we've had Sean on separately, but we've never had him on at the same time. Oh, right. Yeah, no, you have to. You have yeah. to. So we have to complete the trilogy on that one. <laughs> like a shiny Pokemon card opposed to like the separate. Yeah. Yeah. That could be the artwork for the episode and everything. Oh, mate. Yes. Do it. <laughs> Limited edition of shiny. <laughs> Here's our first merch. It's two Pokemon cards of Morgan Richards and Sean Smith. I'll buy them. <laughs> You'll sell one. One. But yes. <laughs> a little achievement unlocked in the corner of the screen comes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally right yeah anyway thanks guys appreciate yeah, guys. it um yeah thank you Bloody hell, that was a good chat. That was episode 55 of An Earful Podcast with Jake and Claire of All Ears of Faro. Thank you very much to those guys for coming onto the podcast. So, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the chat, um, especially, like I said, the pet peeves <laughs> bit was like probably like the best bit to look forward to because it's so relatable. Like getting shot on is, is like the fucking worst thing. It's as well if you like wash your car and then the bird yeah. immediately takes your shit on it is like the most annoying thing. I don't can't believe we've never had that either. Well, that's it. Like this is the, this is the best thing about like when you get different guests on and you can sort of mix it up and and just say just just tell us like the pettiest thing ever and they turn out to be like the funniest things because like like you said, no one's brought up the fact about bird shit yet. But when you think of it, it's fucking. Yeah, it's annoying. And it's and I think that's the first time we've ever had The Exorcist as a favourite scary movie. Shit, yeah. Might be we actually. Finally ticked it yeah. off the list. Yeah. Yes. 
otherwise than that, if you haven't already, and if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out all 54 of our previous episodes, plus bonus episode, plus hardcore project, plus silver screen and scene. You know the spiel by now, but make sure to go and check that all out on our YouTube channel if you're already there. Hello. You can see and it. subscribe. There's a fucking there's a Sub- big little red subscribe little. button. Little things somewhere, where whichever way you're watching it. But anyway, yeah, you get the gist. <laughs> you can also watch it on. You can't watch it. You can stream it on all of our podcasting platforms that we're on. So that is Spotify. That is Apple Music. There's probably some really bizarre one I've not thought of yet. But make sure to either give us a follow on there, just share the love, spread the word. We love doing these things, and we want to carry on doing it. Uh, so make sure you spread the word about that. Otherwise than that, you can also check out a brand new episode of Silver Screen Unseen, which is coming soon. So just bear with us. It is a good one. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. And as well, you can also keep updated on all of our episodes and upcoming stuff, which there is a lot of juicy, good stuff coming up. I don't know why I went to like proper Pennywise about that then. Uh, but you can also check that out on our socials. So that is the obvious place of Instagram. That is Facebook. We don't really use Facebook. So it's mainly just check out Instagram. That's mainly yeah. where we... I feel like that's where we like sharing most of our content on it. And I don't know what you mean. Like with Facebook, we, yeah, I don't know. We try to be active on there, but... Yeah, nah, mm. nah, nah, nah. Um, but yeah, go check out our Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a share. Comment when you feel like the episode. Share the episode post. Do whatever you like, but yeah, that's the buried it from us. Otherwise, that we will see you next time. See you later. Thank you. See you later.